Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. This is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Thelema. Today, we are talking about Kabbalistic psychology, and this is part three of four of my series on Kabbalistic psychology. And uh, as I previously warned you, um, probably more than any other series of Living Thelema episodes, it's going to be more important here for you to go back and be sure to listen to parts one and two before listening to this one, just to make sure you have the necessary background and introduction. So, you know, part one was the introduction, part two was on the nefesh. Uh, and to save time in, in this in the next episode, I'm not going to do too much uh, review or, or uh, regurgitation of what we talked about in previous episodes, because we've got enough unique stuff to talk about um, for this uh, topic today. Now, I will simply repeat the basic truths about the Ruach that I've mentioned before, which is that the Ruach is the central uh, waking ego self uh, of our human personality. This is uh, the part of us that thinks of us as us, <laughs> the part of you that uh, says, I'm going to go to work and I feel sad or I you know, think um, this or that is true or I like this or dislike that. That's all ego personality stuff and therefore Ruach. Now, the Ruach is, as I've said before, centered in Tefereth on the Tree of Life, and it's the central organizing principle of, of the psyche, which, from the Tefereth perspective, has the important job of taking in data from the senses, from the intuition, the intellect, the emotions, and more, and synthesizing this into a meaningful interpretation of reality. And then taking the next appropriate action, deciding on the next appropriate action. So you can see that, in this sense, the Ruach is the, the mechanism within us that allows us to deal with outer reality, but also be aware of inner reality. Um, you could take a, a ritualized example of this if you look at the role of the deacon in the Gnostic Mass, for example, when that officer must be simultaneously in the spiritual and somewhat mystical realm of, of the, the action of the Mass in terms of the interplay of the priest and priestess and so on, but also um, functioning as sort of the MC of the operation, uh, helping the congregants know what to do, um, serving as that uh, intermediary. And much in this way, the, the ego, the Ruach, in our psyche, uh, has to take in this this data and synthesize it, uh, be aware of the outer world, be aware of the, of the realities of interacting with other people and situations um, from the perspective of actually the delusion of separateness, you know, to, this is the part of us that needs to feel like we are a separate being from everything else in order to, to interact with it. We know uh, the truth on higher planes may be different than that. Truth on lower planes may be different than that. But what we need to do is act, from the ego Ruach perspective, is act as if we are different and separate from, from everything else. Simultaneously, the Ruach needs to be sensitive to, aware of, and uh, responsive to inner stimuli including, uh, as I said, the intuition, um, even attending to what is perceptible 
through the nefesh, through the personal unconscious, through the body, whether that be senses, uh, the sensorium incorporating external sense data, or whether that's um, the way the body can speak to us directly through our own uh, autonomic nervous system and the way that sprouts up into uh, some unconscious material. So the Ruach has a big job, and it's, uh, it's not one that um, is dispensed with along the mystical path at all. Um, you hear people talk about ego destruction, and it sounds nice in the sense of, you know, we're trying to overturn uh, the ego in order to tap into the higher self or whatever terms you want to use. Um, but I think the actuality, the truth of the situation is that we can never do without the rock as long as we're living. So even someone who has, um, for example, crossed the abyss and attained to Magister Templi and is aware of higher realities and truths, including non-duality and that the awareness that the separate existence is a, is a delusion, as I hinted at earlier. Um, even that advanced master, um, if they're still alive, is functioning on the planet and interacting with people and needing to have the Ruach alive and active. So um, you, in this regard, you might want to refer to my previous podcast episode called The Role of the Ego in the Great Work and the corresponding chapter in Living Thelema, the first volume. And, um, you know, for, for additional information on and reflections on the role of the ego here. I want to read a bit from Crowley's essay called The Soldier and the Hunchback, which, if, if you don't know about it, is basically an essay on the virtues of skepticism and the role that skepticism plays in the path of the initiate and the management of the uh, the intellectual self. Uh, I think there's a lot to say, a lot to, to get out of this um, segment of The Soldier and the Hunchback that I'm going to read um, in regard to the relationship of the physical human to the spiritual human from Malkuth to Keth, the relationship of Malkuth to Kether, the role of Defereth in regard to uh, lower realities. So uh, let me read this for you. Ah, let me introduce you to the man and Tefereth, that is, the man who is trying to raise his consciousness from Malkuth to Kether. This Tefereth man is in a devil of a hole. He knows theoretically all about the Kether point of view, or thinks he does, and practically all about the Malkuth point of view. Consequently, he goes about contradicting Malkuth. He refuses to allow Malkuth to obsess his thought. He keeps on crying out that there is no difference between a goat and a god in the hope of hypnotizing himself, as it were, into that perception of their identity, which is his partial and incorrect idea of how things look from Kether. This man performs great magic, very strong medicine. He really does find gold on the midden and skeletons in pretty girls, in Abi Ignis, the sacred mountain of the Rosicrucians, the postulant finds but a coffin in the central shrine. Yet that coffin contains Christian Rosenkreutz, who is dead and is alive forevermore, and hath the keys of hell and of death. I, your Tefereth man, child of mercy and justice, looks deeper than the skin. But he seems a ridiculous object, 
enough, both to the Malkuth man and to the Cather man. Still, he's the most interesting man there is, and we must all pass through that stage before we get our heads really clear. The Kether vision above the clouds that encircle the mountain, Abiegnitz. So, some some fun reflections from Crowley there. If you haven't read Soldier and the Hunchback, um, be patient with it and uh, and read it through a few times. There's some annoying uh, Crowley behaviors in there in terms of his writing style and, and sort of show-offy language, but um, the core of it in terms of what it says about skepticism and uh, the way we have to balance uh, questioning against presumed certainties is really, really important. And I recommend that, recommend that essay to uh, uh, many, many beginning uh, initiates on the path. So when we talked about the Nefesh before, um, one of the things that we put a lot of emphasis on was that the what the Nefesh needs to do in the new Aeon, the new Aeon evolution of the Nefesh includes knowing where to turn for nurturance and guidance. And the Ruach is the rightful and natural parent, the true parent of the Nefesh, just as a physical child has a physical parent. The, the, the psyche, the, the child part of the psyche in the Nefesh has a parent, which should be the Ruach. And um, so that's one role of the Ruach. But another very important role is, as I was mentioning earlier, relationships between ourselves and other people. So relating our Ruach to other Ruachs. Um, this is from the perspective of the new Aeon evolution of the Ruach, uh, the core of the matter, because what has all too often been the downfall of Ruach functioning is that we become unduly dependent on other people or allow them or even unfortunately encourage them to be unduly, unduly dependent on us. So the new Aeon evolution is um, overturning those ego attachments such as pride or presumption uh, and finding a right relationship of Ruach to Ruach, enlisting uh, appropriate aid from those we trust and offering our own aid in return, a mature interdependence of human with human. Now, in terms of that talisman we've been working on across these episodes here, where the tal talisman was uh, purified in... Uh, the sense of the nefesh being purified, those old aeon uh, sex and body negative obsessions being washed away, purified. Um, this is the consecration stage where um, the purified self, in, in a larger sense, um, is put in line and in harmony with divine aims. What part of us might be able to detect those divine aims? Well, it's the Ruach. So a properly trained Ruach is the part of us that is able to have enough sensitivity to all of the inner and outer stimuli, uh, to the glimpses of true will, uh, to have all of this awareness in a conscious sense to make right choices, uh, 
Um, and right choices aligned with true will uh, is one important way of understanding what uh, true spiritual consecration is. We've got a purified talisman, i.e. us, uh, that is then uh, given its right trajectory in the cosmos in alignment with true will. That's real spiritual consecration of a human being. There's a story that is useful here in terms of the Ruach knowing its right place, because one of the uh, additional pitfalls of the Ruach is thinking it's really running the show. Um, after several thousand years of really working hard to develop the Ruach, um, it's pretty full of itself a lot of the time, and uh, I'm, I'm sure none of you know what I mean. You know, of course, we get we get full of ourselves. We lose sight of the fact that the real spiritual core of ourselves is not this everyday waking consciousness. But regaining awareness of that truth takes some work. Uh, takes a lot of a lot of inner work. Whether that's done through means like uh, self analysis or psychotherapy uh, or explicitly magical and mystical practices, one of the central tasks of the, the Ruach is to uh, get over itself a little bit. There's an old story, which I believe has a biblical version of uh, a big house property uh, that is managed um, by a, a butler um, in, in service of the butler's master. So... Uh, at, at a certain point, the master announces to the butler that um, the master's going off uh, for a while to you know, fulfill a mission of some kind, off to a different town, whatever. And uh, the butler says, sure, boss, you know, I'll, uh, I'll take care of things. Uh, the master goes, and then uh, the butler, you know, scrambles to kind of figure out how to do everything and... Uh, how to keep the farm animals happy and how to run the business of the house and how to uh, keep food on the table and all of that. Uh, this goes on much longer than the butler expected and, uh, in fact, for many years. And the butler almost starts to forget that the master was there or even hope for the master coming back anymore. It's more about maintaining the status quo. It's about the comfort of having figured stuff out, uh, how to run the household, per se. And uh, yet, sure enough, one day the master comes back and the butler's very annoyed and, uh, and confused about how to proceed with letting the master come back into its rightful role. So this... Uh, little fable is is really about the ruach's need to see that it's not actually the master and we'll talk a lot more about that in the uh, in the neshama episode coming next um, so if we boil down the new aeon evolution of the ruach to a few sentences um, or phrases it probably sounds something like Grow up, mind your own business, help others without hurting yourself, 
And don't confuse the mastery of your personality and your outer life with being the real master of your soul, which is, of course, the place of Aneshama. So to elucidate further uh, the nature of the Ruach, I'm going to cheat a little bit and use an existing uh, document, uh, Libra Libre, uh, the Book of the Balance, which I've done a reading of for Living Flingo before. I'm going to use some portions of this as, uh, you know, line by line, depending on the, the content, uh, as jumping off places to, to make a note about the teaching about the Ruach that's uh, embodied in the text. Now, um, as you may know, Libre Libre is an adaptation by Alistair Crowley of um, what would have been encountered by him in what he would have encountered in um, one of his Golden Dawn initiations in the late 1800s. Um, now, it's important to note that this this was the equivalent in, in the context of that ritual. This is the equivalent of what we would call a charge uh, during an initiation ceremony, a charge of given to the candidate by an officer, which is not an oath-bound thing per se, but is a strong recommendation about how to live or how to understand the teachings of the experience they've just had in the ritual. So accordingly, um, this, what I'm about to read, is, is an adaptation of something designed to be heard by a human in waking consciousness, standing in a room, listening to someone who's telling them, who's giving them some advice about the truth of the world. So that's very Ruach stuff. That's the very definition of uh, waking consciousness, taking in information, making decisions about its import, integrating, synthesizing it with other data, whether intellectual, emotional, intuitive, or sensory, um, or from higher spiritual sources and, you know, incorporating that and making decisions about what it means and how to move forward. So here's an instruction to the Ruach from Alistair Crowley. Learn first, O thou who aspirest unto our ancient order, that equilibrium is the basis of the work. If thou thyself hast not a sure foundation, whereon wilt thou stand to direct the forces of nature? Okay, so we have equilibrium uh, as an important principle of the Ruach. The Ruach has to make decisions about how to live in a balanced way. This is in keeping with what I was saying about the Ruach being centered in Tefereth and having to take in information from all the different parts of the self, and different uh, senses and so on. Know then that as man is born into this world amidst the darkness of matter, and the strife of contending forces, so must his first endeavor be to seek the light through their reconciliation. So once again, the Ruach is charged with the incredibly important duty of seeing past what's called contending forces here, the, the, the dualism implicit in all of our lived life, um, Malkuth, and um, seeing, seeing past that to seek the truth, to seek the light that is, that is coming from beyond and find the reconciliation of these opposites. Thou then who hast trials and troubles, rejoice because of them, for in them is strength. 
and by their means is a pathway opened into that light. So here is an instruction in somewhat veiled terms of the importance of the Ruach understanding that trials and troubles are only called that because of a subjective interpretation of the Ruach liking them or not. Uh, so trials and troubles are things that the Ruach doesn't like, and uh, uh, triumphs are things that the Ruach does. So that's all on its own plane, very fine and dandy, but um, the Ruach has to learn that initiation comes just as often, if not more, from things that feel like trials and troubles, and not just things that feel good. How should it be otherwise, O man, whose life is but a day in eternity, a drop in the ocean of time? How, were thy trials not many, couldst thou purge thy soul from the dross of earth? Is it but now that the higher life is beset with dangers and difficulties? Hath it not ever been so with the sages and hierophants of the past? They have been persecuted and reviled. They have been tormented of men. Yet through this also has their glory increased. So doubling down on the idea that that the human life as experienced by the Ruach is, as it says here, just a day in eternity or a drop in the ocean of time. Rejoice, therefore, O initiate, for the greater thy trial, the greater thy triumph. When men shall revile thee and speak against thee falsely, hath not the Master said, Blessed art thou? Yet, O aspirant, let thy victories bring thee not vanity, for with increase of knowledge should come increase of wisdom. He who knoweth little thinketh he knoweth much, but he who knoweth much hath learned his own ignorance. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. Sounds like um, a lecture to the butler about knowing what he knows and what he doesn't know, and... uh, the, you know, not falling into one of the most important pitfalls of the Ruach, as I've said, which is the vanity of thinking it's running the show and that it uh, knows the truth in a broad way. Be not hasty to condemn others. How knowest thou that in their place thou couldst have resisted the temptation? And even were it so, why shouldst thou despise one who is weaker than thyself? Okay, so... The rock is reminded to um, of the the principle of psychological projection. For one thing, that when we're pointing fingers at someone, um, we are by doing so probably ignoring the corresponding blind spot in ourselves. Thou, therefore, who desirest magical gifts, be sure that thy soul is firm and steadfast, for it is by flattering thy weaknesses that the weak ones will gain power over thee. Humble thyself before thyself, that's with a capital S, yet fear neither man nor spirit. Fear is failure, and the forerunner of failure, and courage is the beginning of virtue. Therefore fear not the spirits, but be firm and courteous with them, for thou hast no right to despise or revile them, and this too may lead thee astray. Command and banish them, curse them by the great names if need be, but neither mock nor revile them for so assuredly wilt thou be led into error. So here, um, 
is a little bit of the flavor of the way the Ruach needs to treat the Nefesh, right? You, you're firm, courteous, you don't despise it or revile it, you meaning the Ruach. Uh, you command it, keep it in control in the sense of, you know, helping it know that its impulses are important and sacred, but they don't always serve as the final decision-making <laughs> uh, faculty for how the entirety of the psyche behaves. So in a sense, there's a, a bit of a analogy, um, an analog, if you will, uh, between the way we would treat spirits and the way we would treat our own nefesh. A man is what he maketh himself within the limits fixed by his inherited destiny. He is a part of mankind. His actions affect not only what he calleth himself, but also the whole universe. Worship and neglect not the physical body, which is thy temporary connection with the outer and material world. Therefore, let thy mental equilibrium be above disturbance by material events. Strengthen and control the animal passions. Discipline the emotions and the reason. Nourish the higher aspirations. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier in terms of the, the ferret-centered ruach taking in all this information and being um, sort of a transfer station of, of uh, decision-making based on all of it, keeping it in balance, and uh, which, of course, is name of this Libra I'm reading. It's in the, in the name. Um, do good unto others for its own sake, not for reward, not for gratitude from them, not for sympathy. If thou art generous, thou wilt not long for thine ears to be tickled by expressions of gratitude. So again, fighting the ego's propensity for vanity and presumption and uh, flattery, uh, desire for flattery. Remember that unbalanced force is evil that unbalanced severity is but cruelty and oppression, but that also unbalanced mercy is but weakness, which would allow and abet evil. Act passionately. Think rationally. Be thyself. True ritual is as much action as word. It is will. Remember that this earth is but an atom in the universe, and that thou thyself art but an atom thereon, and that even couldst thou become the god of this earth, whereon thou crawlest and grovelest, that thou wouldst even then be but an atom, and one amongst many. So again, keeping the ego in check. Nevertheless, have the greatest self-respect, and to that end, sin not against thyself. A sin which is unpardonable is knowingly and willfully to reject truth, to fear knowledge, lest that knowledge pander not to thy prejudices. So the Ruach has to take in all this information and be careful in striving to balance it that the, uh, that the prejudices of the psyche, the likes and dislikes, um, the, the vanity that creates blind spots, all of that does not um, make us simply reinforce our own imbalance by preferring those things that, that suit us. To obtain magical power, Learn to control thought. Admit only those ideas that are in harmony with the end desired, and not every stray and contradictory idea that presents itself. Fixed thought is a means to an end. Therefore, pay attention to the power of silent thought and meditation. The material act is but an outward expression of thy thought, and therefore hath it been said that the thought of foolishness is sin. Thought is the commencement of action, and if a chance thought can produce much effect, what cannot fixed thought do? 
So here we learn about the training of the mind. So the, the Ruach through yoga practices, for example, the system of AA or Temple of the Silver Star is uh, training the mind to focus, to maintain that focus, to refine the ability to um, fine-tune that focus so that it's in line with magical aims and eventually, uh, and most broadly, you know, with true will. Therefore, as hath already been said, establish thyself firmly in the equilibrium of forces, in the center of the cross of the elements, that cross from whose center the creative word issued in the birth of the dawning universe. The Fereth as the crowning point of the pentagram of the four elements. Be thou, therefore, prompt and active as the sylphs, but avoid frivolity and caprice. Be energetic and strong like the salamanders, but avoid irritability and ferocity. Be flexible and attentive to images like the undines, but avoid idleness and changeability. Be laborious and patient like the gnomes, but avoid grossness and avarice. So there he's naming the, the elemental uh, entities uh, we were just referring to in terms of the pentagram. So shalt thou gradually develop the powers of thy soul, and fit thyself to command the spirits of the elements. For wert thou to summon the gnomes to pander to thine avarice, thou wouldst no longer command them, but they would command thee. Wouldst thou abuse the pure beings of the woods and mountains to fill thy coffers and satisfy thy hunger of gold? Wouldst thou debase the spirits of living fire to serve thy wrath and hatred? Wouldst thou violate the purity of the souls of the waters to pander to thy lust of debauchery? Wouldst thou force the spirits of the evening breeze to minister to thy folly and caprice? Know that with such desires thou canst but attract the weak, not the strong, and in that case the weak will have power over thee. In the true religion there is no sect. Therefore take heed that thou blaspheme not the name by which another knoweth his God. For if thou do this thing in Jupiter, thou wilt blaspheme yod heh and in Osiris, Yeheshua. Ask, and ye shall have. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So, I hope this discussion of the Ruach and that little uh, extended commentary on some of the passages of Libra Libre was useful in, in uh, opening up your understanding of the, the role and, and function of the Ruach the nature and function, I should say. And uh, as we move on to the next episode on the Neshama and conclude this uh, four-part series on Kabbalistic psychology, um, it's my hope that the, the full journey will, uh, will deepen your sense of understanding of who you are as a spiritual being and as a psychological being and take you further along your path of uh, attainment. So uh, thanks very much for listening and uh, being present and, and supportive for these ongoing podcasts. And um, if you have any questions or comments, as always, you can email me at david at livingthelema.com. If you want information, more information about the training systems available that uh, cover material like this and much more, you can contact the AA at onestarinsight.org and the Temple of the Silver Star at 
T-O-T-S-S dot O-R-G. So again, thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Love is the law. Love under will.